Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Caroline Palmy. She is a heart flow healer, an author, and a speaker. Welcome, Caroline. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me, Brad. I am doing great. I live in the heart of Europe in Switzerland. Excellent. Well, thank you for being here today. I appreciate you taking the time to share a bit about your story and your journey. Looking forward to jumping in and learning more about who you are and what you do. So as mentioned, you are also a self-love pioneer. You're an author, a speaker, a heart flow healer, a spiritual Sherpa, and Sherpa, and last but certainly not least, your mother. How long have you been doing this work as a spiritual Sherpa? And what is a spiritual Sherpa for those who might not know? I mean, I only started to be in the spiritual world about maybe seven, eight years ago, starting my own business. I've been a mom for 25 years. And when a friend told me about, oh, you're a Sherpa, I thought sort of, oh, yes, right. That sounds right. That has the right energy. Because I always uh-huh. said I'm sort of like a, a healer. I support you. I am there for you during the process. It's sort of like, but the word midwife doesn't sound right for whatever I am doing. And when she said Sherpa, I thought, oh, that's great. You know, the Sherpas help the people climb Mount Everest. They're right there beside them. They tell them, wait, let's take a break here. It's coming a steep thing ahead or it's okay just one step at a time i'm right here right beside you Uh you can do that and that's what i love about that word and so i embrace that i said so yes i'm a spiritual sherpa self-love sherpa i help you climb that mountain or through along that journey through everything that is coming along i'm right there beside you i love it so you're there guiding your clients eat every step yes, of the way yes holding it. hands <laughs> <laughs> so you call yourself a self-love pioneer i love that term how did you come up with the term or label and why did you decide to give yourself that label in particular yeah there's another friend that says are oh, you a pioneer in this because she felt I'm using a different approach. And I have my ancestors come from the mountains, from the Alps of Switzerland. And whenever I go there and see the railway bridges they built, and I feel that pioneer feeling, you know, they're really pioneers doing that with no machinery, nothing. They built that. And the pioneer is someone who's really open for new things 
and creating mm-hmm. something. It's sort of like a leader, you know, but it's sort of, yeah. I prefer that word pioneer. It has a different kind of energy and it's opening for new things and ready to experience. And it has also a bit of an adventure in there, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Absolutely. So you also call yourself a heart flow healer. Can you share with us exactly what a heart flow healer is and the work you do as, as a heart flow healer? I mean, that I came up with that term on myself because I just love to help my clients open the doors to their hearts so they can be in the flow of love. That's why I call it heart flow healing. It's intuitive energy healing. It's my own kind of combination from energy healing, pranic healing, and angelic healing, and intuitive empathic healing. And I just wanted to have a word and because I'm such a heart-based person and I really help people to come back into their hearts as well, that heart flow healing just was the right word for it. (laughs) You're coming up with all these terms. Your friends are coming up with terms for you. I love it. (laughs) But this one in particular, all of those modalities that you're versed in combined into this one thing you call a heart flow healer. I love it. Thank you. You say that you use a mix of your personal life experiences, intuitive healing, and deep insight to walk your talk. Can you share a little bit about your personal life experiences and journey that led you to doing the work that you're doing now? Yes. Keep it brief. (laughs) I don't want to spend two hours on my journey. First of all, when I was 24, my father died suddenly, and that was sure a big impact on my journey. All of a sudden, it was just like, oh, life is very precious. It can be short. And it was the first time I I came in touch with grief because I was too young when my grandfather died and never really experienced that passing. And then later in life, when I had accident, a skating accident, and really needed holistic approach because I had a concussion and then the pain medication only made me nauseous and nothing helped. So I asked around for what I could use. And then mm-hmm. a friend suggested, yes, I'm surrounded by wonderful friends, suggested pranic <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> healing. I thought, so, ooh, never heard of. So I Googled it and found a practitioner and went for a session, a couple of sessions there. So pranic healing comes from the word prana in the Indian it's like okay. life flow, like qi in the Chinese medicine. Yeah. And she's also offering courses in pranic healing. So I said, oh, oh, great, let's do that. So I learned all about pranic healing and it was a bit narrow. It was sort of following a protocol for each disease and everything. I thought, I'm, I'm confined here. There's more to it. I saw rose petals. I saw whatever else. And I thought, this is what my client needs. And then I expanded a bit and learned also about angels, you know, had experiences with Archangel Raphael, with my daughter, and truly stepped into that. And I thought, angelic healing is great because that's more the intuitive healing. I can use all that. But still, I love to work with the chakras. I love to work with the colors. And I also love to work along 
the anatomy of the body, you know, knowing all that, where the spleen is, where the lungs are, you know, and, and feeling into yeah. every part of the body and saying, okay, this is it. And so I learned all that and mediumship and, and everything that interests me. So it was just like that skating accident. It was a whiplash, by the way, we just remembered it, opened me up to finally stepping into that healing world. So the pranic healing was too narrow of a field? Is it's, that what you're saying? Is that what you meant? Like it's too focused on each individual illness? Um, no, it's just because you had to follow a strict protocol. You couldn't okay. go outside okay. of the boundaries. It's sort of like this color right. with this chakra, then second step, third step, fourth step. You couldn't really bring in other things. It was like a procedure you had to follow. That was the, the narrow right. thing. Step exactly. by step. It was very yeah, regimented. Yeah, that's the word. Good. Yeah, okay. Perfect. So how have these experiences helped shape the Caroline you are today, both personally and professionally, when working with your clients, do you think? I mean, my life experience was also going through a divorce and waking up and not realizing who I was anymore, realizing I gave myself up to make this marriage work, to to be the perfect wife and the perfect mom and having to reconnect with myself and also about then a later relationship ended and there I felt so unloved so deeply unloved and no one loves me, everybody is leaving me and realizing that I only felt loved when I was in a relationship and so holding on to those relationships for far too long and learning so much about myself and taking each experience to then learn from it and grow. Like for example, the day my marriage ended when my husband left the home. It was equally the worst day of my life. But on the other hand, it was also the best day of my life because I was then ready to grow more into myself and do whatever I was meant to do and learn more about myself. And so for me, it's that compassion, that acceptance, and that empathy for whatever it is. And I think that's why I can help women going through similar experiences. Like self-love is a big topic for many women who are nurturing by heart and loving to give, but forget to give themselves. That's a very common thing with women. They, women tend to put everyone else and everyone else's needs ahead of their own. It's very yes, common. Indeed. So what was the biggest or most valuable takeaway or lesson for you after what you've been through, what you've experienced? Yeah, the most valuable lesson was probably that I don't have to look for love outside. I can find everything inside. It's not just with love, but also with peace and everything. We can always connect inside. That's a very valuable and important lesson that we all should learn that we do have everything within us. We do have all the tools within us. And that's where everything starts is with us. We are the foundation for all of it. We are. When we want peace in the world, we start within. When we want to connect to love or more love in the world, 
start with the love within and then share it from within. Absolutely. So how did you overcome your personal struggles and who did you have to turn to for support and to help you get through those tough times? First of all, I had many books. I read books, spiritual books. I love to connect to the angels. I felt their support, especially as a single mom. I felt so lonely and unsupported. So I had them to call on. So I love the books of uh, from Diana Cooper. They really, really helped me. And also Louise Hay, you know, her books of Heal Your Heart and, and other amazing Hay House offers. Yeah, it's important we open up to new things and open up to maybe a wider experience and life outside or to the spiritual world. For me, it helped me feel connected and not so alone or small in this whole wild world. Caroline, do you work solely with women? And if so, why have you, de why have you decided to focus your energy and business on helping to empower women through your work? I had some male clients and I absolutely love them. But because my field is mostly about self-love and nurturing and learning to look after yourself, that speaks mostly to women. And for me, I have another relation or I, I feel I can help women more because I get them more. I mean, men have their own yeah. issues. But I truly feel in my field, it's mainly women needing to learn okay. to look after themselves, fill their cups first, you know, and create healthy boundaries and find that love within. It's sure men issues, but it might need a different perspective for them. That makes sense. What type of person or client is your ideal client? Like, What things do you look for in a potential client before you decide to work with them? First of all, gentle, sensitive souls, you know, not the hardcore businesswoman kind of personality. Or maybe it's a hardcore businesswoman that can't live her sensitive sides. You know, it's also, but it's that sensitive side. They're mostly empaths, sometimes introverts. And of course, I call them giving hearts, people who are naturally nurturer, who love to give and forget about right. themselves. A term like earth angels, you know, like spiritual women that are already spiritual open or opening up. You know, if people come and say, oh, the energy work, it only works when I believe in it. I says, oh, yeah, good. Maybe you look for someone else to work with. It's, you know, <laughs> right. I don't have to prove my energy work or I don't have to convince them that this is the right thing for them. So open to spirituality, open to energy work, maybe interested in Reiki already, because that's a term most of the women know. And yeah, yeah, and gentle. Yeah. So women who are like you. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so what is it that sets you and the work you do apart from other coaches? Why would they choose to work with you over someone else? I am very compassionate. I absolutely love to connect heart to heart and I'm also accepting. I don't tell them they've done something wrong. I accept where they are at in their life because 
we all need to learn to accept things in our life in order to move forward and not go True. against it. So it's the acceptance and the, the safe yeah, space I provide. What, in your opinion, is the most important quality or skill set in a coach or healer? Compassion, compassion, yeah. empathy, and things like yeah. this. What is your greatest strength as a coach? Probably compassion. <laughs> okay. When did you discover that you had the gifts of being an intuitive heart flow healer? I was during a pranic healing course. We were all there doing our work. And in the morning, I felt like, oh, gosh, I have period pain. Why is that? You know, it's not my yeah. time of the month and everything. I thought, oh, whatever, you know, keep going on. And then in the afternoon, yeah. another lady excused herself because she said she has her period and it's so bad she has to lie down. And then I thought, sort of, wait a second, she has period pain. I feel it. How can that be? You know, and I thought, sort of, oh, wow. yes, I'm an empath. I can pick up on someone else's pain. But that was sort of really that clarity. I felt her pain. It wasn't my pain. So for me then to learn what is mine, what is not mine, but it helped me to really dive into my clients and feel their pain and hurt and intuitively ask the universe to support me how to best release that. And with every client, every session is different. Even with the same client, not two sessions are the same because it's right. just whatever they need in the moment. I completely trust what is coming true. And that's important also. Absolutely, for sure. So when did you really embrace your gifts and start using them to help people? I am stepping more and more and more into myself, into my truth, into my power. So every day I am starting to embrace my gifts more. It was probably when I sort of started to call myself heart flow healer about two, three years ago. And now having started a 12-week course beginning of this year really brought forward the whole bandwidth of what I am doing and trusting in myself and sharing that with the world. And I think that was a big difference from just offering one-off yeah. sessions. Here you go. It's sort of like, right. here I am. This is what we are doing. And that's how you can step into your power and can feel good about yourself. I love it. What would you say lights you up or inspires you the most about the work that you're doing? I mean, just having the big smiles on my clients' faces after the end <laughs> of a session, just when they write afterwards how amazing they feel or how their life has changed for the better. And yeah, just that heart-to-heart -heart connection yeah. and yeah trusting we can make a difference in someone's life that's a huge thing it's, it's an incredible feeling to know that you are able to make a difference in someone's life and impact their life in a way mm -hmm. like that it's so powerful it is. it is and so on the flip side of that caroline what would you say is one of the most challenging parts of the work that you do yeah the challenging part is sometimes when they go through a meltdown sort of 
in between sessions because I used to just go out there, rescue everybody, want everybody to feel good. But the process of letting go, healing and releasing can sometimes be challenging. They're always in contact and they send me an email and I read about it and I can reply and hold them in a loving space and trust that they are meant to go through this without me sort of my first instinct is like jumping go yeah and and hugging them and and wanting them to feel better (laughs) but taking that time you know allowing them to go through this process and and just holding them in love while they Mm -hmm. cry or whatever else and i think that's the hardest part i mean it's easy when they're happy and smiling And more challenging when they go through stuff and trusting and knowing that they have to go through that to come out on the other side. It's part of their journey. It is. Now, you're the founder, creator of the HOPE system. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you implement it into your work that you do with your clients? Yeah, HOPE is an acronym for H is for healing your past. So we start with healing our past. Without letting go and healing our past, we can never move forward. It always holds us back. O is for opening your heart, because that's when magic happens, when we're really coming back into our heart and open our heart. P is for prioritizing yourself because so many women prioritize everything and everyone and never put themselves first. And that's why they're burned out, they're tired and exhausted. So learning to prioritize yourself. And then E for emerge, evolve and empower yourself. Then you're ready, you know, when you've healed the past, open your heart Learn to prioritize yourself, fill yourself up, and then you can emerge and empower yourself. And I'll do that in my 12-week or let's say 12-session course, because some of them take a session every other week, some of them take a session every week. But it's sort of like a 12-session program. I integrate that and help women through that process. And do you use the HOPE system with every one of your clients? Just the ones that book for the 12th or for the whole self-love journey. Right. As opposed to the one-off sessions. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. So speaking of empowerment and you being a women's empowerment advocate, what do you do to empower yourself and other women? First of all, I learn to accept myself just the way I am. Without accepting yourself, you can't really stand up for yourself. And learning to be okay with who you are, you know, love yourself so much that you can stand up for yourself and speak your own truth while not hiding anymore, not being shy of, oh, what will that person think? Or if I say this, will I get a bad comment or whatever else is coming up? Just being able to stand here clear like an oak tree or like a mountain that have seen many years and stand tall and proud and speak your truth and be authentic to yourself. What helps me is, of course, spending time in nature, meditating, learning really to listen to my own body, what it needs 
filling myself up first, recharging, taking time out, and then being connected to my heart. When I'm connected to my heart, then I'm standing in my truth, and then I am empowered. Now, keeping with the same line of questioning, empowerment, what does that word mean to you? This means standing up for yourself, speaking your truth, and being authentic. All of you, having made peace with yourself, accepting all of you and loving all of yourself, all parts, not just the good and shiny ones, you know, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also the parts we don't like so much about ourselves. Yeah. Integrating them. Beautifully yeah. said. Now, you're also a best-selling author. Can you speak a little bit about that experience and tell us a bit about the book you were part of? I've written two books, and the second one okay. is um, Loving Conversations with Myself. And I love writing, and I love inspiring others with writing because that's easy. That's probably sort of my introvert side, you know, sitting behind the computer and yeah. just typing it all up. But it's also an amazing healing experience when you just bring it all to paper. That book is about 32, 33 chapters, independent chapters, the stories of when my relationship ended and I felt so unloved on how I learned to love myself, how I connected with the love within, the little stories, plus a little exercise at the end. And yeah, writing, I often ask my clients to just vent it out. You know, if something comes up, just type it all out. I have clients that just write to me in an email. When I write to you, I can't process this. This is okay. I says, it's always welcome. Just write to me, pour it all out, yeah. send it to me or send it to yourself, whatever. I think writing is a deeply healing experience. Absolutely. I would agree with you 100%. Getting those thoughts out of your head onto paper, just so you can look back and reflect mm -hmm. on them. Mm -hmm whenever you need to, and just to get them out, get them clear your head of those mm -hmm. thoughts. Yeah, just write it all out. Sometimes you don't have to go back to that. It's just like venting, you know, like releasing it all out. Yeah. And sometimes I do that when I'm sort of in a fear mode, you know, when you wake up at two, three o'clock at night and then you're, oh, and then it's okay, I can't go back to sleep. Then I just sit up and then I just type it all out and all it yeah. goes. And then all of a sudden, when you keep typing and typing and then sort of like solutions come up. So it's that process of keep going and going. And then all of a sudden, oh, okay. And then you realize, oh, it's not so bad. And <laughs> you can go back to bed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Caroline, what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Do I need to mention compassion again? I, <laughs> or just that I feel I've embraced my life. I took my life lessons as stepping stones. I am proud of the person I am now. And I love to share about my experiences authentically. You know, there's no makeup, no cover up, no nothing. It's just yeah, no pure just me truth. and yeah, that's it. Exactly. So speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? For me, success is 
hugging my kids, going for a walk in nature. Success is also feeling the love in my heart for my work, for the person I am. And of course, heart-to-heart connections with people like you, Brad, here on the podcast (laughs) and all the listeners or my clients. It's just that I think the world needs more of those heart-to-heart connections and, yeah, inspiring someone. If there was just one listener of this gorgeous podcast that feels better or inspired and feels like they can keep going to one step at a time after listening to me, then that is success. Absolutely. And I think we're seeing a lot more of that heart-centered and heartfelt connection among people. I think COVID has been a catalyst for that and that shift and that change in people to where we are connecting on a different level with other human beings and in different ways. And it's a beautiful thing when you can connect with other people in that heart-centered way. Indeed, absolutely. Yeah, every experience teaches us so much about ourselves. Absolutely. And I mean, things like this, the podcast and whatnot, that is the goal is if we can impact just one person's life and shift the way they think about things through our stories, that's what we're here for. In my belief, we're here to support and cheer each other on, lean on each other, lift each other up. That's our purpose as human beings on this planet. Yeah. We bring each other home. I can't remember who that quote is from, but that's just it. Caroline, what would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after you learned it? Trusting myself, listening to my own intuition is really important and my own guidance because beforehand I always listened to others. I always felt others knew better. Um, I invested so much in so many programs that led nowhere, wasn't the right time, wasn't the right thing. I just thought I needed that one thing to be there. And I never listened to my own guidance for myself. So when I started listening to myself, my own guidance and trusting it, it was easier for me to see whether this is for me or not. And leading my own life you know it's sort of like it's probably like moving out of your parents home and living on your own for the first time it's like yeah stepping out there and being yourself and listening to your own guidance yeah trusting in yourself that's a huge Mm -hmm. step and it takes a lot it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of strength to do it. It's not easy. Yeah, and practice. And yeah, we always fall back on old behavior and just For sure. just be extra gentle with yourself and say, okay, now I know. Go back and see what were the signs? How did you feel? What was there? Was there an indicator that maybe this was the wrong path? Okay, so now you know your signs and indicators better. Next time you can try again. Caroline, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Speaking to you, Brad, it really feels great and inspiring. (laughs) And yeah, 
when I'm in nature or up on a mountain hiking. I notice a theme here, Caroline. <laughs> nature is a very strong thread throughout it the conversation is, throughout is. your life. Nature is the greatest healer. You know, it's just like oh, yeah. so great to just release and relax and be. And yeah, just going on a hike. Um, spending a whole day outside in nature is is just amazing and i spent two weeks up in the mountains on summer and it was the best time of my life <laughs> <laughs> beautiful okay we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here so the next grouping of questions is just be one two three forward answer type Good. Thing, okay caroline what is your favorite stress reducing activity taking a deep breath how would you describe yourself in one word love if you could teach the world one thing what would that be you are love would you rather have more time or more money? More time. What is one of your favorite words? Love. What is your favorite entrepreneurial book? It's not directly an entrepreneurial book. It's Eat, Pray, Love. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. <gasps> Who in your life, Caroline, has had the biggest impact on you and why? Probably Diana Cooper with her books and Louise Hay. Just because they have so many inspiring books and helped me through a time, through a rough mm -hmm. patch. What does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it, Caroline? Standing up on a mountain, spreading the arms and just sharing the love with the world. That's a beautiful image. Again, back in nature. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, if you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Can it be someone that is already deceased, gone into the other world? Yes, Perfect. Yeah. So it'll yeah. be, I think it'll be Louise Hay. She's very inspiring. And I, because she was already a certain age, you know, when she started her Hay House company. And I think she's inspiring that even when you're over 50, you can still achieve something. And she has helped and inspired and was walking her talk and is a gentle, loving, nurturing woman. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? It's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. And you are so loved. I think that's what I needed to her as a young child. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, like your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? Remember, you are loved just for who you are. Beautiful. Caroline, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a little bit about your story and your journey with us. I appreciate you so very much. This has been an incredibly thoughtful and beautiful conversation. I appreciate you and all the work that you're doing. I think it's so beautiful. So keep shining your bright, beautiful light onto the world and doing the amazingly beautiful work that you're doing in the world today. Thank you so much, Brad, for having me. It was an honor to be here with you today. It was my pleasure and my honor. And I'm honored and proud to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. So thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Caroline Palmy. She is an author, a speaker, a self-love pioneer, and a heart flow healer. Thank you so much, Caroline. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You too. Thank you. 
Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.